0: with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley.
2: Hello, hello, hello. Ah, Well, we're in the month of June now. And uh, I am still in France and uh, traveling to Ireland, actually, today, to Ireland, which I'm very much looking forward to doing two wonderful all-day workshops this weekend, Belfast Saturday, Dublin on Sunday. <sighs> and, well, I'll tell you more about that. Let us begin with a prayer. I invite you to place your hand on your heart as I am doing, as we tune inward here and we give ourselves the full go, the full load of love. We put our hand on our heart as a way of consciously assisting ourselves in bringing our attention inward to the kingdom within. We seek first the kingdom which is within and all else is added unto us. So we're grateful right now to open our hearts and to open our minds to the power and the presence of divine love that we are calling forth in our awareness. We anchor ourselves in divine grace and recognize that love is all that there is. There's nothing outside of love, nothing in competition or opposition to love. And so we're grateful for this. We're grateful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to stay in our right mind, saying to Infinite Spirit, decide for me, decide for me, decide for me. And in this attitude of receptivity, of divine guidance and inspiration, we give thanks and we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Oh, so, yes, this is um, my last day in France on this trip in Provence. I've <clears throat> had a wonderful time. I've been here for the purpose of visiting where Mary Magdalene lived for 30 years. So when she was thrown out of Palestine, she uh, took a boat over to uh, the coast of France here with uh, a bunch of her family members, her brother Lazarus, her sister Martha and um, Mother Mary and a whole group of them. They all came over here. And uh, quite remarkable to visit the cave, the grotto high, high up in the mountains. I mean, high up in the mountains where she lived for many, many years. And this huge cave uh, that uh, is now a Dominican church, Catholic church. And uh, the priests and the brothers. Handling all the services there, it's, it's quite lovely and definitely worth a trip if you ever come to Provence. Or even if you have no plans to come to Provence to make a trip like I did, <laughs> just because you felt compelled to come. And uh, what I also find is interesting is that this particular mountain uh, was known as uh, carrying the energy of the Divine Mother And it feels to me quite certain that that's why Mary Magdalene chose to come here. And uh, I've been putting photos in my daily inspiration and blog of things I've been doing and what I've been seeing and talking about it some. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more, you can stay tuned to that. I uh, will be writing more specifically about the time here in... uh, the uh, area where Mary Magdalene lived. And here they call her Marie Madeleine. Marie Madeline. Madeline. So, now I also would like to share with you that uh, we are in the middle of the Living a Course in Miracles series. So we've done four weeks. It's gone by so quickly. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I did two weeks in England, two weeks in f- France, and uh, next week, or rather this week actually in Ireland, Ireland, and then uh, the week, let's see, this is week five, week six, I guess I'll be back in the United States on the East Coast there. So moving it around, we're totally global, and I feel very blessed to connect with so many people from all over the world. I would like to invite you, if you're just tuning in for the very first time, you can go to and We still have eight more classes, four more weeks of the Living a Course in Miracles series. This week, the teacher is Deb Phelps, wonderful teacher. I'm so excited to uh, connect more deeply with her. And uh, last week with John Mundy, our topic was heart-centered at work being heart-centered at work, which is very challenging for many people. And there are a lot of work issues. I got a lot of tremendous feedback about how good the class was, and I certain, certainly felt uh, that uh, the classes were great. And, uh, oh, I feel so blessed in those homework classes where it's just me, uh, and it's I feel so strongly the energy of what people are pulling through me and the hunger and the thirst to know the truth and to apply the teachings of truth that set us free in your life. And so, particularly, I guess you're interested in the workplace. And that being the case, I thought we, uh, I'm not I thought I felt compelled that we would uh, share about that again this week. And one of the things that John Mundy, who was our teacher last week, and I shared, uh, about was the realization of responsibility as being key to our success in living and practicing A Course Miracles in a way that truly made a difference in our lives. And uh, we're both uh huge fans of this section on page 448 in the text, chapter 21, which is Uh, in section 2, chapter 21, where it talks about responsibility. And it begins with, we've repeated, how little is asked of you to learn this course? How little is asked of you to learn this course? Now, I was sharing with a friend uh, earlier today by email and saying that in the beginning of A Course in Miracles, Jesus says, this isn't the only way to home. This isn't the only way to awaken awareness. However, it's the fastest. It's the fastest. So if what you're really interested in is ending your suffering and returning to your right mind, practice The Course of Miracles. Practice it deeply and profoundly. And I'm going to let you know that... Um, Uh, As soon as my iPhone app is done and it comes out, I'm going to put out an announcement to invite people to begin the lessons, to begin the workbook with me. I'm I'm going to start it again, and uh, we'll do one lesson every other day. And so we'll give ourselves two days for each lesson. And I think that'll be fantastic. Now, it says here, It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. The little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit for which he gives you everything, the very little on which salvation rests, the tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection. And being true, it is so simple that it cannot fail to be completely understood. Rejected Yes, but not ambiguous. And if you choose against it now, it will not be because it is obscure, but rather that this little cost seemed in your judgment to be too much to pay for peace. This is the only thing that you need do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin, all to be given to you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservation, for here the power of salvation lies. Are you ready? Are you ready for this practice that is the only thing you need to do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin, all to be given to you? Buckle up. Here it is. Say these words with sincerity and conviction. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. Total responsibility is the pathway to freedom, joy, happiness, prosperity, abundance, end of suffering and pain. Total responsibility. That's the key that opens the door. And I certainly learned that some years ago. And that is the thing that skyrocketed my spiritual practice to be truly effective. And I would say to you that prior to that, I was kind of wandering around in the desert, reading books the desert of LA, Los Angeles. But I was reading books and I was taking classes and kind of going around in circles, very slowly spiraling up. And then I decided to practice total non-judgment to the best of my ability, which every day I make a mistake and correct myself most of the time when I'm aware of it. And... Part of that practice of non-judgment includes responsibility. I mean they they really go together because res- judgment, when we project the judgment outwards, right we're basically in blame in thoughts of attack, in thoughts of lack, in thoughts of limitation, all forms of separation. But when we take responsibility, judgment. Can dissolve. So m- most people would rather attack themselves than anybody else. There's just something they really appreciate about thinking that they're unworthy, that they're not good enough, that there's something wrong with them. And so they suffer and suffer and suffer because of the sense of lack. And of course, whenever we affirm something, the universe acts like a an absolute yes machine and it just says yes okay let's let's see what that looks like in form so if we think i'm a loser i'm never going to get anywhere the universe says okay let's see what that looks like in form let's see what that feels like in form if we are saying i'm not good enough something's wrong with me yes let's see what that looks like in form Let's see what that feels like in form. So it is done unto us as we believe, and that's never, ever, ever going to change. Now check this out. One of the challenges that we have as human beings is we learn something, but then we don't apply it. And yet we think we know it, even though we don't apply it. It's kind of crazy. It's totally crazy thinking. When you learn something, you know something, but you don't apply it. So, for instance, let's imagine that you used to think that the world was flat or you used to think that electricity, like when you plug something into the wall, that that electricity making it work was magic and that it had something to do with you being special. Imagine if you thought that. Imagine if you thought that every time you plugged in something and the electricity flowed into it and it worked, that it was because you were having a magical experience, a magical moment because you were special in that moment. And then you discovered, no, no, that's not what's happening It's all. it's It's electricity. It works for everybody the same. That would be life-changing, wouldn't it? I think it would be. And we are going to discuss more of that after this break. So, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles, and together we are walking the talk and living the love on Unity Online Radio.
0: you know what you want in life, but you don't know how to get it? How could your life change if you had a coach in your corner cheering you on? Join me, Coach Carla McClellan, and fellow certified life coach Drew Rafkin from the Academy of Coaching Excellence for Spiritual Coaching, Tools for a Vibrant Life, October 18th through the 21st here at Unity Village. With our years of coaching experience, we can help. Bring your life into focus, turn dreams into goals, create a clear path to success, and motivate you to keep going. I hope to see you at Unity Village. Learn more at unityvillage.org slash coaching.
3: the voice of an awakening world.
4: Letting go in the stillness.
0: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. As we return to a course in miracles, living the love, walking the talk.
2: Ah, bonjour! So, uh, <laughs> made Jeff smile. He's my engineer. Um. I, I do enjoy using my four and a half years of French from high school uh, I have four years in high school and a half a year my first uh, semester of college and so i I have a limited vocabulary but i i I learned I definitely know how to say more things than I even uh realize it just it comes up when I'm uh, in conversation with somebody here in France where Somebody will ask ask a question. I'm trying to find my vocabulary and the conjugations and all of that. And I'm I'm surprised a at how much I do remember, and uh, I'm not surprised at all at how much I don't remember. So, um, uh, and I do love saying "Bonjour, Bonjour," and uh, <laughs> my little limited amounts of French. I really enjoy speaking them; makes me happy. So. Uh so I was saying before the break that let's say that you thought that plugging something into an electrical socket and the fact that it would get like elect- you know some juice and the machine would work that you thought that that was magic cuz you you didn't know uh that it's just electricity and the electricity is wired in from somewhere else and it's, it's manufactured and brought in from somewhere else And, but then you learn that you realize, oh, no, this is an energy system that I could, I could put in a strip of plugs and plug in 10 different things and I could get 10 different things going and none of it would be magic. This is a resource that I have and it works as long as the electricity is flowing and I can basically, generally, Keep that electricity flowing as long as I pay the bill for it. Or if I get a generator and start generating my own electricity, you have these options. Then you think, wow, this is tremendous freedom. I can have all kinds of appliances and I don't have to think it's magic and hope that I am special enough for it to work. Right now. If you think about humanity as going from being very superstitious or even if you think of that we began with this great place of attunement and alignment and mystical awakened space that we ha- then degraded down to this superstitious um, doubting uh blaming shaming mentality and now we're awakening to our divinity once again we're coming full circle here in this human experience so once you learned that you plug in the electricity and it works you won't go back to superstition right because that would be the height of insanity but what happens to us as spiritual students is We have the knowledge that all thought produces form, right? This is the teaching of new thought. This is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. This is the teaching of Jesus. Unfortunately, it didn't really get translated into Christianity, but it is the teaching of Jesus that all thought produces form. It's done unto you as you believe, and that this world is a projection of our minds. Just what it said here in this section on uh, page 448 in the text, chapter 21, section 2, the responsibility for sight. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience, and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. Now, as spiritual students, we read over and over and over and over again about the law of cause and effect, and that thought plus belief produces or combines into a power that can literally move mountains we we see that in A Course in Miracles we see that in these new thought teachings this is a teaching and we we hear someone speak that you hear me say that and you think yeah I know that to be true but do you live it because if you don't live it you don't know it and what I see And I I still see it on the edges of my own mind all the time that I'll move into what I would call superstitious thinking or magical thinking or special thinking. So what is required for us to really awaken and attune in enlightenment is to be totally responsible for what we see. So the workplace is the perfect place for this to practice it is the perfect place for us to really, really deeply practice because so many people are in a work situation that they are not happy with, that they are uncomfortable with, that there's something about it that they don't like. They don't like the working conditions. They don't like the people they work with. They don't like the way they're being treated. They don't like something about it. They don't like... They don't like their salary. They don't like the benefits, right? And instead of using their mind to take total responsibility, I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I, I ask for and receive as I have asked. If we were to take this, And to apply it every day in the workplace and to basically eradicate any possible instance where we would give ourselves permission to be at the mercy of someone else, to be a victim of whatever is going on. But instead to take total responsibility for it, everything in the workplace and our work experience would change. And so this is why what I was talking about was moving into the decision to work for God Incorporated. Because when you work for God Incorporated, the benefit package is fantastic because the benefits are peace and happiness and love and joy and prosperity. But if you're giving to get in your work relationship, seriously, even if you are giving to get at the level of, I am giving this labor in order to get a salary. Then you are aligned with the ego in your workplace. So for me, this really came home to me as a spiritual student who, uh, first I trained to become a science of mind practitioner in the agape community, and then a minister at the Ernest Holmes Institute with uh, the Centers for Spiritual Living and then uh, at a based ministerial school where I ultimately graduated from. So there were uh, approximately nine years of study there and accomplishment. And when I first became a practitioner, it was very, very clear to me that if I was going to sit with one client and counsel one person – to get money from them, that I was giving to get, and it was time for me to go within and to reorganize in my heart and in my mind. It's a big change, it's a big shift. Very few people are willing to make that shift. And then I made the decision that I really wanted to work only for love and not for money at all. Now and that was a big shift too. That, that, making that decision totally changed my financial situation. Not immediately. It did take some years for it all to work its way out. And what that really meant was it took me some years to really forgive everything that I and made up about work and money and finances and things like that and still things come up for me to look at and to let go of false beliefs and unhealthy thinking so we do our work, we do our work we do our work and we do it through taking responsibility everything that seems to happen to me I ask for and receive as I have asked so what I love about my life is I had so many experiences where it seemed like people were doing things to me, betraying me, ripping me off, um, stealing from me, denying me, lying about me, misunderstanding me, misperceiving me, mistreating me, all that stuff. And so my way out of all of those patterns of misery and victimhood and all of that was to take responsibility for everything. And to start asking all the time, what's it for? What's this what's this for? What's this experience for? What is the benefit of this experience to me? Huge changes happened when I started doing that. Huge transformation. So this is what I'm inviting you to. And um, what I love here, it says right after that, deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge, but that you have been mistaken. And all effects of your mistakes will disappear. What? Do you see how complete these promises are? I mean, acknowledge, but that you have been mistaken in not taking responsibility and putting the responsibility somewhere else. And all the effects, the effects of your mistake will disappear. I know so many people who are wrapped up in trying to manage and manipulate and control the world. But if they, but realized that taking responsibility for everything they experience would end their suffering, would they do it? And will you? <laughs> because the ego would, it's like a, uh, an animal that would gnaw its leg off to get out of the trap of taking responsibility. So, the ego would rather sacrifice all your limbs and your sight and all future happiness in order to avoid responsibility and to lay blame somewhere, even if that blame is on you. Someone is going down for this. And isn't that what we see in the workplace all the time? Oh my goodness, whenever we see these huge massive displays of corporate (sighs) impropriety or whatever we want to call it, like you think of Enron and uh, all these different situations that we see in corporations and even in politics that uh, when somebody can just be blamed for it we say they're responsible for the mistake everybody can go Phew, okay that's over even if it means that the circumstances and the situations are uh, going to be very difficult for a long long time well we can deal with it as long as we know who to blame for it right there's no rest until we know who to blame for it However, that doesn't have to be our way. So if you're willing to take responsibility, acknowledge but you that you have been mistaken about your suffering and the causes of your suffering, and all effects of your mistakes will disappear. Now the great thing about mistakes is mistakes are how we learn. We learn through making mistakes. I don't know about you, but I make mistakes every day and I learn from them every day and for that I'm grateful. So I don't mind making mistakes because making mistakes just shows me that I'm learning and I am a lifelong learner. I, I like learning. I enjoy I go out of my way to learn. So making mistakes is the primary way that I learn. I I learn so much more quickly when I make a mistake. And... I don't mind taking responsibility for that anymore at all. And in the world that we live, many people think of a mistake as a sin. And what's the difference between a mistake and a sin? Well, a sin, somebody's got to go down for it. Somebody's got to be punished for it. Somebody's going to hell for it. Somebody is going to have to suffer for it. But mistakes, we just learn. So this is the thing is, if you can, in this moment right now, just consider, is there anyone in your work life, now or in the past, that you have been feeling needs to be punished for their mistakes, including yourself? Is there any mistake that you've been calling a sin because you think that someone should be punished for it? That's where you're holding back your spiritual expansion, your awakening. You're increasing your suffering by extending it. Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. See, the one who feels helpless is the one that's going to be most likely to say to the person who made the mistake that it was a sin to hold it against them, to be in unforgiveness. Now Course in Miracles tells us that we have one function in this world and that is to forgive. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is non-judgment. Forgiveness is release of judgment. So when there's something to forgive, this is the sequence that happens in our mind. Something happens which Remember, it says here, I'm responsible for what I see. Everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. So something happens. We say, Oh, it shouldn't have happened. Oh, no, that's bad. It's wrong. So we're calling it a sin. Something has, somebody has to be punished for it. There's a judgment in there. It's a false belief. It's a judgment. As soon as we release that, then we have forgiveness. That's what forgiveness is. It is the full and complete release of judgment. This is our ticket to happiness. Salvation is my function. My function is forgiveness. Salvation and forgiveness are the same. Whew, it's already time for me to take a break again. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. And together, we're walking the talk, we're living the love on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back.
4: When you pray, do you wonder if anyone is listening? What should and can you ask of God? Why aren't your prayers being answered? Prayer is a challenge for many of us. Now there's a new book that can help deepen your understanding. Based on his 35 years in ministry, author Jim Rosemarie has developed a prayer and meditation practice called The Gathering. In just 40 days, The Gathering will become your foundation for a genuine, ever-deepening experience of God's imminent presence and unlimited power. You'll understand that God can't fulfill your needs, but your needs can be met you'll see that prayer isn't something you do. It's something you experience. Explore Jim Rosemarie's new book, The Gathering, a 40-day guide to the power of group and personal prayer. Available now at www.unitybooks.org.
0: I will leave this world as it is.
1: The world is full of voices, advertising, television,
0: Bonjour again. <laughs> Je
2: retourne. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about taking responsibility and transforming our experience in the workplace. What I'm inviting you to do is practice this, to absolutely practice this. And uh, I also want to say a couple of announcements here. com. we have... Eight classes left. We're halfway through the 16-class series. And this week, our topic is Accelerated Wellness with Reverend Deb Phelps. Very excited about that. I love that topic, Accelerated Wellness. And our theme in Living a Course to Miracles at com. this time for this series is Oh, I'm hearing some beautiful birds outside. Um, stop the suffering. Heal your heart, free your mind. And that's what we're doing. And uh, the classes so far have been stellar. Uh, John Mundy, Maria Felipe, Regina Don Acres and Colin Tipping. And we still have Gary Renard and Earl Purdy and Deb Phelps and myself coming up. Two classes every week for the next four weeks, including this week. All free at com, And, uh, also, uh, we are launching the study group site at com. So we're we're going to be inviting all study group leaders to list their websites all over the other um, study groups all over the world so you can search and find a study group near you. And in addition to that, if you would like support in starting or running a study group. We are going to have mentorship and support for you all free at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Plus, we're getting ready to launch the global events calendar. So all the Course in Miracles teachers that I mentioned before and more will be able to list their events all over the world, and you'll be able to search what's happening in Germany, what's happening in your neck of the woods. You'll be able to search by teacher, by date, by place. How cool is that? And all of it is free. Free membership at livingacourseinmiracles.com. It is now a membership site and membership is free. <sighs> I'm so grateful to be able to offer this to you. And I also feel uh, it would be helpful to let you know that the Living A Course In Miracles, radio, the radio show here, A Course In Miracles, at, uh, is available at iTunes for free. So you can download, I don't know, 80, 90 episodes all free at iTunes. If you just search for me at iTunes, you will find them. You will also find at least a hundred recordings, uh, from my former study group, which we did on the phone for four years. And those are posted Also, for free at iTunes. So, I invite you to go ahead and take advantage of that. Now, let's see here. The responsibility for sight. I think that this is is incredibly challenging. Incredibly, say, incroyable. Challenging. Uh. And it's worth every single bit of whatever challenge you have to go through to take responsibility. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. So no one needs to be blamed. It's about taking total responsibility. And what are you taking responsibility for? The gift that is definitely encoded into your experiences. So going back to what I was saying before about we think we know the law of cause and effect, but we're still behaving in a superstitious way. So it's just like if you knew that when you plugged things into the wall and the electricity ran through the plug and made the machine work, If you knew that that was because, as you do know, that electricity is something that you purchase from the electric company and that this thing is designed to work, it's not magic, it's not special. You know that, but what if you were to deceive yourself and say, oh, no, I think it's because I'm doing something special. I think it's magical, and it's undependable. Then it would be like saying the law of cause and effect, which is what we do say, is undependable. That some of my thoughts produce form, but not all of them. And some of my thought combined with my belief has the power to move a mountain, but uh, not all of it. Because otherwise, I would be able to create everything I want and make everything I want and have everything I want. And I don't have what I want. So, I think it's really valuable to recognize that the law of cause and effect is immutable. It is always in operation. And so... Our belief and our thinking combined is what our experience represents. It represents it. It represents it to us. It's mirroring it back to us. And we can take responsibility for it. And instead of labeling it as bad or wrong, our experience, instead we say, oh, encoded in this is my learning. Encoded in this is the perfect opportunity for me to transcend and transmute my limited thinking and false beliefs. Woohoo! How fantastic is this? This is my golden opportunity. And where better can we do that than at work? Right? Because isn't that where most of us spend the majority of our time at work? Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge but that you've been mistaken and all the effects of your mistakes will disappear. It is impossible the Son of God be merely driven by events outside of him. You can't be driven by the events outside of you. It is impossible... That happenings that come to him were not his choice. It's impossible. Impossible. It's impossible. So if you're trying to pretend that it is possible that things could happen that were not your choice, all you're doing is saying, I prefer to be asleep now. I am going to be a sleepwalker. Waking up is not what I am interested in. And so we have so many spiritual students who say they want to wake up, but they behave in a way that perpetuates the sleepwalking. You see what I'm saying? In order to wake up, we have to take total responsibility. No better place to do that in the, in, than in the workplace. This is one of the things that was coming up in the class this week, is how remarkable it is when anybody takes full responsibility. Instead of trying to shirk, blame doesn't come into it. There's no need for blame. Blame is an accusation. Blame is the essence that something has gone wrong. But it's not possible for anything to go wrong because divine order is always operating. Everything works together for our good. Now this is challenging for us to see when we don't want to when we don't want to take responsibility, when we want to be like a child and blame others, then we won't see that all things work together for our good because we're not interested in the good. See how that works? It says here, and again, I'm in chapter 21, section 2, page 448, paragraph 3 here. It is impossible that happenings that come to him Not his choice. His power of decision is the determiner of every situation in which he seems to find himself by chance or accident. No accident nor chance is possible within the universe as God created it outside of which is nothing. Suffer and you decided sin was your goal. Okay, so I, I know people would say to me, oh, that's lucky that happened for you, or uh, that's unlucky, uh, and they say, oh, you've got good luck, or good luck, you know, good luck with that. Um, and when I realized luck does not exist, luck is an illusion, because I have not experienced one thing in my life that was luck. I used to think there was luck, and then I realized, nah, there ain't no luck. Because no matter what it is, let's say your luck is you won the lottery. Well, it's not luck. You bought the ticket. You made a decision to buy the ticket. You made a decision which numbers to pick. You made a whole bunch of decisions. There's no luck there. Let's say you get hit by a bus. There's no luck there. You decided to be walking or standing in that place at that moment. There were a series of decisions you made that led you there. Let's say you buy a car that turns out to be a lemon. It's bad luck. No. There was a decision that you made to purchase that car. It's not bad luck. It's actually something wonderful is unfolding. It's encoded into that experience. But if you are of the opinion that it's not good, it's not for your good, that divine order has somehow left the building, then you will experience it as you believe, which is bad luck. It's done unto you as you believe. Suffer and you have decided sin was your goal. Be happy and you gave the power of decision to him who must decide for God, for you. This is the little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit, and even this he gives to you to give yourself. For by this gift is given you the power to release your Savior, that he may give salvation unto you. No accident nor chance is possible within the universe, as God created it, outside of which is nothing. Course of miracles is very clear, and there's not a lot of wiggle room, so it's either you, you want to stop the suffering, to heal your heart, to free your mind, to liberate yourself from the illusion, to liberate yourself from sleepwalking, or you want to be able to label things as sin, bad and wrong, and to have your opinion be the thing that matters most to you. It's all up to you. It's all up to you. Yes, yes, yes. So, I want to remind you, we've got eight more classes at Miracles.com. Also reminding you, you can get a whole bunch of free stuff at downloads at iTunes when you search for jenniferhadley.com. I mean, Jennifer Hadley and at jenniferhadley.com. On my homepage there, you can get my free workshop how to get over it. All right, let's place our hand on our heart and say a blessing here. We take that breath of love and gratitude and we are grateful and thankful that the way out of suffering has been given to us and we can choose it now. We have the free will to choose it now and choose it now we do. We choose love, we choose peace, We choose forgiveness and to live our true identity. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. So uh, au revoir from France, and I will be coming to you from Ireland next week. I look forward to that. I love you. Have a great week.
0: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles, every day, in every way
1: Stop feeding your problems by calling them problems. Whether you have issues with weight, finances, relationships, or any other area of your life, your perception that you have a problem is the most significant roadblock to transforming your life. Join renowned author and transformational coach Freeman Michaels, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, for his remarkable new show, It's Not a Problem, It's a Pattern. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Inspiration only takes a moment. If you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities, quiet your mind and affirm. There is a divine plan at work in my life. I now relax, let go, and let it unfold. Listen attentively, inwardly, without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced. Become as a child, trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within.
1: This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity.
0: At the base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source. And each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Reverend Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into soul stream live every wednesday at noon central time on unity online radio the voice of an awakening world if i were
3: brave,
1: How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan, Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve. A relationship you'd like to improve. Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
4: What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream?